We good? Yeah, I think we got it. All right, we're recording. All right, we yeah. we finally did it. All right, so uh, a little background about before we get started on this interview. Me and Richie were trying to connect for our Miami comedy podcast via Instagram Live, which we do every single Sunday at five o'clock. And unfortunately, we were having some technical difficulties. It took exactly twenty nine minutes. Was that? It took exactly twenty nine minutes. Yes, to find account. out to find out that we were fucking up on live stream. <laughs> So everybody saw us on Instagram Live trying to connect for a long time. Uh, yeah. And uh, the reason for this interview is to uh, talk to Richie about our upcoming Valentine's Day show, which a um, little background on this as well. Richie, I'm pumped was, about it, too. Richie, w- Richie was supposed to be with his girlfriend in Boca. <laughs> Richie, you want to you tell us the background as to how you got this uh, gig? Let's, let's not be too loud. She's taking a nap <laughs> right now. Let's just say I'm going to duck out. And uh, make a little drive down to Miami on Valentine's night, and I'm not sure how it's going to go over. It's do, it's going to uh, go great. We sold the first show. We already oh, got no, the second the show one. Show is going to be great. I just don't know how it's going to go here. Oh, I see. I, see. <laughs> I met uh, yeah. I met Richie through our, our mutual friend Kyle Grooms. Uh, I got Who I was um, just texting with. Yep. I got a uh, uh, some cohibas from Cuba and uh, had a good like how many were it? it was like half a dozen. Is that uh, your girl there, Richie? I, that was uh, her mom, but uh, I got—I I think maybe five. It was a solid five sticks. I was pumped about them. All original Cohibas, which uh, for some reason we were able to bring from Cuba. They didn't they stop were, us at all. Yeah, we got it like was definitely twenty-five of suspect provenance. I don't know what you did to get those Cubans. Yeah, but, man. Uh, all original, like, wrapped in a yeah. newspaper. They didn't tell us nothing, and we were like, "All right." And so Kyle connected us, and we uh, met at the James L. Knight Center while you were opening for Cat Williams. And then after yeah. that, you came to South Florida again, and we met at a strip club at G5. How did you get that gig? Which one? I mean – G5. Uh, uh, G5 is from – because that's owned by Jerome Bettis and his brother, and the old Steelers guy. The, uh, the fullback, and I do his club in Pittsburgh a lot, so they, they bring me down. Well, it was also because once – that's what it was, is that I crushed Jerome Bettis when I was on stage in Pittsburgh. Like, he, he, he heckled me or something. I just went in on him, so he loves me now. <laughs> but, uh, dude, G5 – okay, so first of all, dude, I love those dudes, and I love that – like, they take care of me great. I do it every year. But it is such a fucked up place to do a show. That uh, it was uh, rough for all the other comics. I remember that. And then you went on except me. Yeah, you (laughs) went up and did great. uh, If if you guys know anything about comedy, um, you want to have no distractions. The best comedy club is a low ceiling, a brick wall, and nothing else to look at. It's at G five. It's a high ceiling. There's balloons and streamers everywhere. There are uh, there's bottle service going by, so every time somebody pops a bottle, it's a it's a line of <laughs> it's like it's just fire and smoke going by, and then there's hookahs that every time somebody takes a puff, it's just, everybody looks at that, and on top of that, there's ass and titties everywhere, everywhere. and they sit them in the front row. Yeah, some girl in the front row was in, in an outfit made out of electrical. T- I remember. And, uh, <laughs> it was that night that I realized that the worst titty is better than the best joke. 
(laughs) Richard Pryor could come back from the grave with Robin Williams on his shoulders. If there's one lousy titty next to it, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at it. (laughs) It's a disaster. Do you usually get uh, South Florida gigs? Because I think that was the only time, other than the James L. Knight Center show, that I've seen like you perform in the in the South Florida area. Uh yeah. For some reason, that is the 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 only time that I've been down here. It's uh, ratchet ass hood stuff, and soon brickle. So, hey, the Brickle area is popping off in Miami, man. So this Absolutely. I I know it is. For those that are tuning in, man, this is going to be a very rare appearance from somebody that travels all over the nation. He's going to be here in South Florida. Um, So what was it like? uh, What was it like getting handpicked by Cat Williams? Uh, I mean, it it was – the way that it happened was crazy that – I uh, I had just so I was in Korea doing a tour there, and I told this guy who's like who kind of runs the Philly scene, which is where I started, about this epic bomb that I caught when I was like six months in. That I was like, dude, I was like short on rent, and like my my girlfriend didn't know that I was, and it was like I had this dude staying with me for a minute that was supposed to get me all these gigs, and then he finally gets me one, and it's uh, doing doing time in between Memphis Bleak and Joe Budden in what would soon become known as the Free Beanie Siegel concert. It was when Beanie was locked up. It was 100 degrees that day. It's fucking disgusting out, and... The so so like Memphis Bleak just went up and ripped. There's five thousand people at this outdoor amphitheater, right? And I'm six months into comedy. It's this is an absolute recipe for a debacle. If the host brought me up well, it could have been, uh, it would have still been a shitty show. But he brought me up as uh, this next this next dude is a comedian. He just graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. Now, this is in West Philly where Penn is, and they hate Penn. So he might as well have just said, here's Whitey. <laughs> and, dude, I as soon as a stage light hit me, like as soon as they saw it was me, boom, like 5,000 <laughs> people started booing me. But there's also a back. So, but I have to back it up for a second. That right before I get it, get brought up, this promoter who's clearly a drug dealer brings. He he pulls me aside. He's like, "Yo, man, I don't know how they do it these white boy clubs, but around here, if you don't do all your time, you don't get all your shit." Ten minutes. <laughs> Fuck. So it's, it's the second that I'm out there, I'm just I just get hit with this tidal wave of booze, and I've never been in this situation before. And I made the mistake that I looked into the light, and uh, so I'm just blind, you know. And I just just like and I'm getting the shit booed out of me. So I was like, well, I guess we're going down swinging. And I just started throwing out all these random snaps at people. They're like, bitch, your titties look like they're trying to make sure nobody steals your feet. Like just, just dumb shit. And it got them to shut up. And I, I did that for like a minute. And then they shut up. And I, I was able to do like seven minutes of kind of shitty comedy until somebody in the back was like, I want to. I want to boo again. Do you want to boo again? Yeah, I'll, I'll boo. You're booing. I'll boo. Let's boo. Boo. And it starts, and I'm. I'm just telling these shitty jokes, and then like this 
fucking thing builds up, and I like I feel it like about to go, and then just kaboom! <laughs> Five thousand people billing again, harder, way harder than they were before. They're having a great time, and I got a watch on, and I'm literally just sitting there looking at my watch the whole time. Like, like, so I just got here from Jersey. Man, are my arms tired? Like, just I'm just talking <laughs> nonsense, but just soaking up this beating because I had to take the full ten minutes. And I finally, like, I, you know, it's finally over. I did like a twenty second countdown for like the last bit of it. And like, I go over to the promoter with my hand out. He's like, "Yo, dog, that last couple minutes wasn't real strong. Like, that's not what we talked about, motherfucker. <laughs> we talked about." Do you think? Do you think sometimes? Do you think sometimes these promoters kind of bring the comics to kind of just like, ah, this is the booing section of the show? Like they oh, set for you sure. up? But also, I mean, the translation of what he said to me was, there's not a fucking chance you're doing all your time. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to preface with this to make sure I can save this five hundy. Right. right. So, so at any rate, I told, I told my buddy to Ray that story when we were in Seoul. And like two weeks later, he calls me back. He's like, yeah, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what's up? He's like, the, uh, that venue is doing a concert again, and they're looking for for comics. You want to come down and even the score? I was like, hell yeah, because I knew what I was doing. Now, you know, and uh, the guy like, the, and it was the same thing. The two guys that went on before me just got destroyed, and they just went out like, like first of all, for the people booing the back, go fuck yourself. You don't even have a seat. You can't boo me if you have grass stains on your pants, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I just like preempted the whole thing, did my time, got out of there. And so, so here's where it all ties in: is that the producer of that show gave me his card and you know I was living in New York at the time and like every three months or four months whenever I like kind of felt like committing comedy suicide because I didn't have enough going on I would I would email that guy and be like what's up man you know I still want to do a big show with you and after like three or four years of that that dude hit me up out of nowhere on a Friday night saying hey you want to open for cat tomorrow yes so you know, so it was it was in Philly. It was a home court type of thing, and he wasn't even there when I uh, when I first went on, and then and I was kind of like bummed because like oh man, I wanted this dude to see me, and like out of the shadows as as I'm getting off the stage comes this dude. You know, he's five feet tall. He's got a fur coat on, fur hat on, purple suit, gold shades. Young man, absolutely stupendous. Uh, he's like, oh, thanks, man. You watched my set? He's like, I did not, but it, I heard the crowd, and it was absolutely stupendous. So, like, well, dude, thank you, man. I would, I would love to do shows with you again. He's like, I'll have you on the road, and that's my work. And for like his next like 150 shows, I was on the road with him. But I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> is is yeah. being on the road with Cat like, yeah? Is it as hectic as it sounds? Um, I mean, is it hard? Is it hard to be? I'll rephrase it. Is it hard to go out on the road with a big name, mostly urban crowds all over the nation, right? Is it yeah. like does it take a toll on like your rest, or does it take a toll on your creativity, or the kind of act you got to do? Like, what's it like? Uh, I mean, you're definitely only singing the hits, you know what I mean. But like, I uh, I, I kept it, I kept everything in check because. You know, on the weekends, it would be like, 
you know, we're on a G5 jet. We're, you know, we're staying at the Waldorf. We're staying at the Ritz. We're doing, you know, it's nothing but like super high end shit. But like, nice. I, I would stay on my grind in New York. I, I call it suicide Sundays. That there was this one time that on Saturday night I was in front of eighteen thousand people, and on Sunday night back in the village in New York, it was six people. All of them Norwegian, three of them spoke English, and the other three were translating. It was, it was like, like there's no greater, like, just, you know, get up to the roller, the top of the roller coaster, and like, oh, shit, this is how famous I am. But, uh,. It's comedy, dude. That's what's so crazy about it. It's just I like, hear you, man. Yeah, and it, like you know, the, the six people is way harder, especially when they don't speak English, than you know, eighteen thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking breeze. But at least you saw it, man. I mean, it must be incredible to do arenas with such a big name. What do you have going on now? I saw that you were posting that you you wrote a segment for the Food Network that they picked up. Uh, yeah. Well, I wrote a I wrote a thing that went to pilot. Uh, it's way too funny for it to actually make it. It's like it's basically it's Adam way ruins too funny everything. to make it. <laughs> yeah, it's way too funny. Uh, it's basically Adam ruins everything for food. That like it, it's it's called it accidentally delicious, and it's it's all these like mistakes that uh, that led to uh, foods that we have today. Spoiler alert: the graham cracker was created by a guy, a reverend that thought he could stop people from having sex. By having a really shitty cracker for their diet, it's it's an insane story. But uh, yeah, I've got a I got a, a ton of shit going on. I'm constantly pitching shows and just trying to level up. But uh, I I do a very niche podcast with my girlfriend. It's called Pets and Punchlines. It, she's a veterinarian, and it's comics with pets talking to pets. Uh, so it's, it's just this weird interview that we do with people, but it's like you get to know them by way of their pets and they get real vet advice. Uh, it's destroying every other podcast that I've ever had. Uh, we get like 20,000 downloads per episode. Uh, where can they find have, it? What's that? Where can they Pets find it? Punchlines. Pets and Punchlines, baby. Dot com? Just look it up. It's, yeah, it's it's anywhere that you can get a, uh, a podcast. But I also have a show called Ratchet Ass Trivia, which is a real, real fucked up trivia show that uh, got me thrown out of Esquire Network. What else? What else? Uh, <laughs> it was it was going it was going absolutely great. Weird. So it's it's all just like fucked up trivia, and then but we and we felt like we like had a show. We're like yo. Sell this bitch, and then uh, we got to the final round, which is called Guess That Race. That I read you a true crime, and you have to guess the race of the guy that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that didn't go good. They, they, man, did they kick us out of there! <laughs> but so I, I, uh, I produced it myself. I've got four episodes of it up right now, I've got another nine coming. And uh, got another new show coming up called Really Real with Richie Redding that we're gonna uh, we're we're recreating uh, fake fake news stories that went viral, but we're we're treating them all like they're real stories. So uh, it's it's gonna be funny shit. All right, Richie. So uh, for the people that are uh, tuning in and they're uh, getting to know Richie, Richie, can't, there's gonna be mostly couples on our show on February 14th. What can they expect? 
Um, just, just some real couple-friendly family, you know, family <laughs> material, you know. Very romantic uh, evening. Yeah, dude. I mean, every time I've been in Miami, I was able to kind of drop the script a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I always have fun when I'm here, and uh, it's gonna be loose. It's not gonna be PC at all. If you're a uh, PC butthurt HR motherfucker, then uh, stay your ass home. Like, pay for the ticket. But then stay home. Uh, <laughs> no refunds, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no refunds. Yes, especially. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to get loose. I'm going to be there's there's a whole bunch of uh, dirty stories I'm probably going to tell also. But uh, you're going to hear me bitch about my girlfriend a bunch. She's crazy. Is she going to be present? Is she coming? Probably. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richie. Thanks so much for this interview, man. I'll post it shortly. I'll tag you in it. And for everybody that's tuning in, see you next Sunday, five o'clock. Bye, Richie. Yeah, peace. Bye. <laughs>